Ahoy! You're listening to Diffuse Tap with Kenny Estes and Isla Krem. Today we're talking with Maggie Love, founder of SheFi. She'll be talking about the core foundational elements that make up a thriving community, how to engage its members, and what differentiates one community from another. Enjoy! Hello, everybody. Welcome back. As a friendly reminder, please do stay on mute in the big room. Otherwise, it gets confusing. If this is your first time here, uh, welcome. This is the Thanksgiving Eve special. Um, and it looks like a lot of people are traveling today, which is not entirely surprising. Um, but uh, thank you very much, Maggie, for everybody for coming. As a reminder, this is a weekly event. This is 182nd time doing it. Uh, we're going to briefly talk about the event you're in, people putting it on very brief. Then we're going to hear from Ms. Maggie Love, who's blowing up the chat. I love it. She's engaged. You will have ample opportunity to ask her questions through that same chat. So definitely do so. But then we're going to do two more rounds of tap rooms, kind of like what you just did with the topic, chance for you to network, because that's what this game's all about, networking. So 45 minutes of every hour we spend in small groups, getting to know one another a little bit, um, network and see what shakes out. But we do you want, want you to learn a little bit, hence having folks like Miss Love on. If you like the networking aspect of this, December 6th in Beverly Hills, we have an in-person, in-person version hosted by Mr. Craig Isaacson and Robert Mowry. So if you're in the Beverly Hills slash LA area, definitely come check it out. Diffuse Funds is the company putting this on. I am the CEO co-founder. Um, Isla is the COO co-founder. We run alternative funds. Uh, the big push right now is our Diffuse Digital 30 product, which is a publicly listed index fund of the top 30 cryptocurrencies. It's a way for serious investors to get broad-based exposure to crypto without having to work too hard at it. Well, that's enough about us. Let's hear from Ms. Maggie Love. Maggie, do you want to unmute yourself? Tell the good folks a little bit about your background and what you're up to over at Shifi. Yes. To get started, I uh, started my career at IBM in 2016. I was working on IBM Watson for financial services. So how do we fix back-end banking processes with AI? Very exciting. And uh, in that time, I was in a corporate strategy meeting and heard about all the solutions we need to look at in financial services. And some guy on the phone was like, blockchain, blockchain, blockchain. And everyone in the room was like, can you mute that guy? He's really annoying. And I was like, wait, so someone's excited about something at IBM. Like, I want to go learn about what that thing is. So I went to Barnes & Noble in Union Square in New York City. Picked up the blockchain revolution, uh, which I wouldn't necessarily recommend today, but I was 26 and didn't know <laughs> what I was reading. Um, but honestly, it was an amazing intro. Uh, talked all about use cases, cross-border remittances, logistics, uh, circular economies, just new ways of creating value. And I was very inspired by that. And even though I didn't know there was like a token <laughs> involved in all this stuff, I was like, I want to go work in this space. So I uh, spent all my free time uh, figuring out how to work in blockchain, even working on an IBM strategy for uh, financial markets use cases, and uh, but really wanted to go leave the red tape. So I uh, found Consensus, which is an Ethereum a blockchain company in 2017, a very uh, crazy place back then, but a lot of fun. I had uh, co-founded an Ethereum mining company with advanced micro devices that also did some work in the Filecoin ecosystem and uh, ZK hardware acceleration, 
uh, which shut down this August, but that's okay. And I also had co-founded a science fiction storytelling universe on the blockchain called Solarius. And I was working with Ian McKegg, who created Darth Maul on four science fiction movies uh, to put on the blockchain, but that died in 2018. So just to say, I've had like nine lives in this space and I've worked on a variety of projects and something I find really important is storytelling and including more people into this space. Uh, in the quiet of 2019, uh, that was post my first bear market in 2018, all these new use cases started popping up called decentralized finance. People were building lending and exchanges and stable coins. So assets that were pegged one-to-one -to, -one to the US dollar in a totally permissionless way. And they were talking about building more inclusive finance, more accessible finance. And all the people on stage were uh, men who had already benefited from traditional finance. And I had just noticed that everyone that was put on the DeFi teams in consensus and elsewhere happened to be men. Even in roles, you could say that were more traditional like uh, marketing, like women were not being included. And I just like saw this happening and started wondering how I could get women excited about participating in decentralized finance and taking some of those risks, like putting in your money into a lending protocol that might get hacked. I know that sounds crazy, but like this idea of getting us more comfortable taking risks with money. And we all know in crypto, you don't need to take that risk with $100. You can take it with $5. So in the fall of 2019, I was meditating on this idea while on a run and thought of the name Shefi, which is a play on the word DeFi. And I was like, that's pretty good. And it hadn't been trademarked. So I figured I was like divinely inspired to run with this. So in April 2020, I launched Shefi from my friend's apartment in lockdown in New York City. And while I knew it wasn't a great time for many people to be talking about money, I also felt that with seeing how our financial systems and government systems would respond, that if you had money to explore alternative investments, alternative opportunities, Shefi would be the place for you. My first cohort was about 20 people. My current cohort is 570. And the Shefi community today is 2,200 women and non-binary folks from 50 plus countries. What the program looks like today is 13 weeks of programming. Each week is a use case. Blockchains, wallet, scaling, a bunch of DeFi courses, NFTs, governance, uh, artificial intelligence, staking, and with each week, there's a quest. So download your wallet, bridge your tokens to a layer two network, swap on Uniswap, mint the NFT. And the purpose of that is to really help build women's confidence on chain and give them a peek under the hood. So they know how all these technologies work. They know what an automated market maker is. They know what a market maker is in traditional finance and how we're using smart contracts to turn that into blockchain code. So my main goal is to help women become active contributors and leaders in the Web3 and crypto space and do that from an educational lens. And we do lots of other things too. We just started a new series called Shefi Summits, which are female speakers, but open to everyone to come attend. We had a 300-person summit in Paris, and we had a 200-person summit about a week ago in Istanbul. So there's definitely a lot of uh, excitement and engagement for the type of event we're putting on, which is focused on having a lot of on-chain experiences and uh, getting people really excited about like the why uh, this technology matters. And less so like how does data availability work on uh, Celestia versus Eigenlayer, right? So that's what I'm passionate about. It's a lot of fun. I love learning. I love getting creative about how to communicate that learning in a very understand, uh, like understandable way to people without like watering down and making it dumb. So I don't say I dumb it down. I say I make all these uh, concepts, infrastructure, mathematical impl implementations of things uh, relatable. 
So that's a bit about me and what I do. I love it. That's great. And I love the super practical approach too. It's like, yeah, we're not going to teach you a bunch of theory. It's more like, here's something that you should just go do. Um, yes. The reality is in crypto in particular, well, all things, but in particular, the crypto, just doing it is the best way to learn, right? Make some mistakes along the way. And uh, yeah, you don't make that mistake again. Uh, and you get a lot more comfortable with it. So that's the super cool. So your audience is sort of virtual 2200 people but then you have these in-person events you started during covid during remote work time so do you want to talk to me a little bit about talk to us a little bit about the evolution right you started all virtual i assume and now you're going to in-person the pros and cons and just where your head is yes and something interesting is when i started creating this course i don't think i understood the impact that it would have to build this large community and not just like uh, audience, I really mean like at our events, everyone stays all day and fully engages. And there's a lot of comments on like, wow, this is a super active and engaged community. And um, I was like, oh, I'm just going to create five DeFi courses. There's like Uniswap, Aave, MakerDAO. There was uh, insurance protocol back in the day. And like, they'll take my course and then like, you know, what happens happens. But, you know, I started virtually and then in 2021, we could have our first meeting and meet up in New York City. And I was like, before I just like give the community to someone else, like I was ready to give it to another women's organization. I was like, I don't know if I'm cut out to like run a community. Uh, we met in person and a woman told me that she took my course during lockdown. She came from a very non-technical industry. Um, and I'm not advocating for this, but she was able to divorce her husband and pay for her daughter's autism care because she got a job in Web3 from my course. And I was like, damn, <laughs> I am doing something here that is impactful. And the community piece is just as important as the course piece. So yes, we launched during lockdown. And for the first like couple years, I really focused on like the virtual engagement, being on Discord, being on Telegram emails, Zoom calls. Um, all the courses are live, by the way. Like you can watch them recorded. But for 13 weeks, a lot of women meet with me twice a week live. So we build a bit of a relationship. And that I thought was great. And we started doing like maybe like happy hours at events and these like casual gatherings. Um, but through those, then people started saying like, you know, the, the program's great. The course is great. Uh, Discord's not great, but we're happy we have like a space to gather virtually. But um, like we want to continue our learning and like how do we do that? Like how can we? Uh, what are the reasons to come like back to the Shifi uh, program other than just like networking and having lunches and dinners, which is like great, but it's not necessarily like continuing this mission we have around education. So uh, last, I guess in the fall of 2022, so that was like two years after I was like you know, there's something missing from crypto conferences. And uh, that's female speakers in general, but like uh, a, a space for women to come together and learn from one another. And, um, you know, kind of see themselves uh, up there on stage, but also have a place to like build more authentic relationships than you can by like responding to people virtually. So we started testing out this year, the Shifi summits. We did like a very small one in Denver. We were like, oh, 115 people will come. The waitlist had like 200 people on it. So that was my bad. But it was just a half day event that was very positive. As I mentioned, we did one in Paris with 300 people. Some of you are familiar with people in this space. So we had Meltem Demores come speak, um, Rio Batoria from Castle Island Ventures, uh, people working on privacy, people working on multi-chain solutions. 
So just a really high impact day of like the top females in the space. And then we had one in Istanbul as well recently with uh, 200 people. And the reason we did it there is we actually have a community of 60 women in Turkey. So I think it's really important to go to the places where our community is uh, physically and not only bring them together, but then bring, you know, uh, members from all over the world who are also in Istanbul there too. And I think that while, I mean, I've, I'm clearly working from home, I enjoy like the freedom of working from home and doing things virtually. I think that virtual spaces uh, aren't actually that good at manufacturing like deep and authentic connections uh, without like a lot of intention. So the physical aspect really allows us to take those initial sparks we have with people virtually and like really firm up those relationships and provide that bonding a community needs to really stick together. So, you know, being able to uh, more deeply connect people through our physical events, I think is actually going to be way more impactful about with growing the community and keeping it together and keeping it like motivated around this mission everyone's identified with um, more so than just like the virtual spaces can be because I think mm. people belong to like a lot of virtual communities and they spend a lot of time on Twitter or wherever online and like you're just kind of fried mm. you know you don't even want to like pick up the phone and like call people after a long day of sitting in front of a computer. So I think that um, physical uh, presence and connection is really important. The last thing I'll say is this year, we started also experimenting with like local chapter leads. So uh, getting people in London and Lagos and San Francisco and New York, New York is spoiled because I'm here. So that's not really fair. We do lots of things. Now we have one in Canada and uh, in Seoul, South Korea to like take up the Shifai banner and, and plan events. Three of those being casual, one of them being like a panel with other crypto companies and uh, being more educational focused. So my hope is, is that these like physical and local groups get very, very strong. And that also helps like propagate the Shifai community uh, in a way that like we can't necessarily do by hosting for in-person events a year. So I'm really curious about like decentralizing the community aspects of Shifai and building strong local groups and that's like strength will bubble up into the overall community. I love it. Uh, very thorough. Um, and that makes a lot of sense. And there's definitely pros and cons to both. I think in particular, uh, young people coming out of college are getting really hosed in the current environment with the not as much physical interactions um, or not as many physical interactions. So you've talked a couple of times and I will give you the benefit of the doubt that you've built and are continuing to build a high value community. Um, you kind of alluded to some of it already, but what's the most important pillars, thoughts, what are the most important things to keep in mind when you want to build that type of community? Yes. I get asked this all the time from people that want it, that are like looking to start communities and being like, how did you do it? And I can't say I necessarily like, uh, had a, like a, a roadmap, like, Oh, I know the perfect way to build a super strong community. Uh, what I did on building this community is I thought like what resonates most with me about like uh, how I want to learn, uh, the type of people I want to be around, like what am I not receiving from the workplace maybe that I could change because I'm able to start my own community really easily like through the blockchain space. Mm. And so like uh, I put my values on my very first website where like kindness, interdependence, uh, curiosity. Uh, learning and really made it clear that this was like a mutually supportive environment uh, that like we were all like, if you joined this, you would have the whole community to support you in your goals. So it's not about just learning for the sake of getting ahead for oneself. It's about learning, supporting the community 
And uh, as a community, like we would all be able to sit at, we wouldn't have to like lean in at the table because we could all sit at the table. So I was very clear on like what my values were as an individual and what I thought um, other people might be attracted to. And in doing that, I knew not everybody was going to be attracted to it. I actually had plenty of people comment like, this sounds like too nice or like a brunch club or like, you know, whatever people were saying on Twitter and lockdown. And I was like, that's okay. I actually don't expect my community to be for every female and non-binary person who might want something like super competitive, like just want to get ahead. Like there's lots of places for people. And I knew that if I was very clear in my values that I would grow a community in those values. So I think like the values piece is very important for community building and, and people being like, yes, I'm curious, I'm kind, I'm supportive, I'm interested in learning. I think another thing that uh, structurally uh, created a like a very high value community um, was once again, I reflected on my own learning patterns. And in the blockchain space, if you guys are in it, you know, there's like 100 applications coming out a day and you have a thousand tabs open and you're going to read about base and you're going to read about optimism and friend tech and uh, this new layer two and real estate on the blockchain. And you have like 70 tabs open. And then it's Friday and you're like, well, better luck next week. Like maybe I'll learn about that new layer two uh, in like a month. And so for me, it I found it helpful to learn about things when I came together with a person and we sat on a Zoom call and we were like, okay, how does this work? Like open your wallet, like bridge your tokens, like do this thing. So I was like, I learn best in community and when there's dedicated space to learning. So that's how I architected the program that like every week we would meet for twice a week. And you know, if you spend that time, you will learn something. You don't have to open 50 tabs. You don't have to do it on your own. I promise you, you will learn about it if you come to class. So like also uh, architecting the program around that like uh, way of learning, which is based in community. You get on the Zoom and Shifi and there's at least in the live classes, like 50 other people you know that are doing this with you and you have space to ask questions and uh, you're like have that dedicated time to learn where you don't have to worry about anything else you have to do. You just have to learn. And I think through that entry into Shifi, which is like that 13 weeks of classes and seeing other people there on the Zoom with you, you really sense that you're like with mm. a community, that you're doing this together. You're not just in your home alone, watching a pre-recorded thing and wondering like who else is in this class. So I think having values and having structure around how we learn and that like similar onboarding experience to the community that we have is like really what helps it stay high impact. And then um, another one as well is just we have a strong focus on helping people get placed in jobs. And that's not just from like me, but I'll offer my social capital uh, to anyone. So like they send me their resume in a blurb and I know the people at Optimism, I'll send it to Optimism or Chainlink or you name it, like wherever it is. But also many other women now, since we've been around for a while, have jobs at the Ethereum Foundation, have jobs at MakerDAO, have jobs at Uniswap. So you see a lot of the community coming in to support one another. And then more women are getting jobs in the space. And it's just really this nice flywheel of like, Chi-Fi people are not just people who come and take a course. They're people who are active contributors in the ecosystem. And the best example of that was in Istanbul. Yes, it was amazing to have 200 people come to my event. But it was more impactful to see uh, our members working at Optimism, organizing the entire Ethereum DevConnect week, working at different layer twos, organizing their own side events with base. 
And so like, it felt like a bit of a Shifi takeover where our community was actually the people there contributing to building things in the space. So I think just seeing that throughout the week and not just me experiencing that, but male allies and the women in Shifi seeing that is what continues to create this stickiness around like, oh, we're a community that uh, does stop. So I think those are some of the ways that we built a really high value community. I love it. Um, that makes total sense. And, you know, my, the theme of everything you said to me, at least was uh, do things that don't scale. Like you talked a lot about one-on-one yeah. like small group interaction. Like that's how you get those deep bonds. Um, doesn't scale in the small term, but it creates a really, really good core community um, for long-term success. So that's super cool. We are out of time. We would have gone for much longer, but unfortunately we didn't. We didn't even talk about Dow governance. Man, we're not doing great. But hey, oh, we're going to go do But I got to bring it up in my small group already. I already got to bring it up in my Sam Altman governance. Yeah, no, that, that, yeah, man, geez. Well, if you want to talk about that, we do always ask the same question between breakout rooms, tap rooms, which is to tell us the future. If instead you want to tell us the very recent past, as of like nine hours ago, we can discuss uh, Mr. Altman, do let me know. But Tap room administration stuff for everybody before we drop you into the rooms. Networking, not pitching. Be kind to one another. Generally steer clear of politics. We know that that is a tough one right now. We don't do a full participant list. So if you want to connect with somebody, swap your details right there in the chat or join the Telegram group. It's great for networking and making connections and spicy conversations. Uh, tap rooms, that's generally how they go. Chat about yourself for 30 seconds and then discuss the topic. And Isla is, among many other things, the topic lady. So go ahead, topic lady. Yeah, uh, the topic for this one is what is a community that you've joined in the last year that's been meaningful to you? I'll pop you into rooms now and uh, we'll see you back here. Shortly. You know, everybody's just going to say diffuse tap though, right? Okay, <laughs> aside from diffuse tap. Okay. Y'all later. Bye. See you guys in a bit. Man, that was not even close to enough time in our room. Hope everybody else also had that same problem. It's a good problem to have. Ms. Love, hello again. Do you want to uh, unmute yourself in either tell us the future or we can chat shit about the Sam Altman situation? Whatever you want. Oh, talk to us to the future. I forgot about that one. You know, I guess, you know, I just see a future where many of our consumer applications are built on Web3 Rails and we're not even aware of it. I definitely think if some of you mentioned having children, Roblox, all these different virtual environments they live in, they're used to spending digital money. They're used to uh, existing in this economies that we might not be as familiar with, uh, but I definitely uh, see it happening. And leveraging these blockchain technologies will create really open systems where value in one game or one virtual space can be unlocked in other ones. So I definitely see that future and we'll all be doing it from our like, Apple glasses that we never take off. My birthday present. I'm, I'm going to take them off. <laughs> uh, yeah, my birthday present, I think, is going to be the Oculus 3. That's uh, I'm very excited for that uh, AR and all that stuff. So you said Web3 Rails. So that would imply that you don't think we're there just yet in a practical manner. Where do you think we are in realizing that grand vision of yours? Yeah, it's interesting. I did a fireside with Stani Kuchelov, who invented Aave, which is the permissionless uh, lending protocol. And he said that we weren't even like he said we were just at personal computing devices, basically, in terms of like where we actually are in crypto. So a lot of people think we're like early internet, but he was like, no, we're before that. We're personal computing. And really what we need for this next wave of 
adoption is not infrastructure. We've invested so much into infrastructure, right? There's like another layer to blockchain every day, which you could be like, is that really moving the needle? I won't get into that, but we now need to kind of like become Apple and be like, what is design? You know, what's stopping us is good design. Like the infrastructure is all there. And now we really need good design that is easy for people to use to actually get people to start uh, playing with blockchain or, or using it. So I think some really exciting stuff to look out for is the embedded wallet space, which is like Privy or a Capsule. And that will make it so you can basically sign up with your email address and you'll get a wallet. Now, in that way, wallets will be very fractured because you'll have a wallet for your real estate log. You'll have like logins, right? Like wallets will become more like logins, but these wallets can also hold value. Um, and that begs the question, like it's right now in the wallet space, you have like a single state persistent identity across everything you do. And so what happens if we fracture all of those? Also, should those wallets be things that actually hold a lot of value? Probably not because you're relying on the security of your email and password. But I think like uh, technologies like that are getting us like closer to this uh, user experience where the signup flows and uh, the security and the recovery model. So being able to do social recovery versus writing that seed phrase down will, will start getting us there. But I kind of like agree where like we have this personal computing stuff, we have all this infrastructure stuff. What's really missing is this like uh, intuitive user uh, experience uh, that we talk about a lot as a challenge, but we haven't solved it yet. I like it. Another way that I articulate a similar concept is we have a lot of the infrastructure, Bitcoin, Ethereum, that's there. But we don't, similar with Web2, where you have TCP, HTML, all that stuff. What we don't have is Facebook or Apple, the thing actually creating value for the end consumer. There's a few, Alve, that you mentioned before, is maybe arguably that. Um, but we haven't really seen that, you know, blowout success yet, which I think is going to help drive the next thing. Uh, that's my uh, completely unqualified opinion. Uh, for other, to hear other unqualified opinions, uh, we should pop into more breakout rooms. Here again is the admin slide. And Isla, what is the topic? Absolutely. Um, what is a community that you have seen fall apart recently? One of them could be the, the Binance believers. The other one could be the OpenAI uh, fan club. What is a community that might have fallen apart in the last year? Uh, I'll pop you into rooms now and we'll see you back here shortly. Maggie's back. You have good chats, Maggie. You coming back to join us for more uh, more Chinwagon in the future? Yeah, really awesome people uh, in every single group. So you I guys mean, have also clearly built a, built a high value community. <laughs> everybody except for Mr. Gupta. I mean, we could talk. Uh. <laughs> Had to pick on someone. Sorry. All right. Uh, up next for everybody who is curious, we do this every week. So in just shy of seven days, check us out. Future of Digital Asset Brokers. Um, in person, De December 6th in Beverly Hill, Mr. Isaacson and Mr. Maori are hosting an in-person version of this. I like to make the really bad joke that it's uh, fewer speakers, more booze. So come check that out uh, if you're interested in any of that. Telegram, join it, say hello. It's really good for connections in particular and uh, try to get conversation going there periodically. But that's enough about us for now. Ms. Love, plug, whatever you want to plug. Where do you want to send people at the end of this conversation? Yeah, um, definitely request me on LinkedIn. Uh, as always, we are, you know, looking for sponsors for content or for events or for our community so we can give out scholarships. Um, my email is maggie at shefi.org, S-H-E-F-I.org. And we have a presence on 
Let me just paste this really quickly. I have SheFi links on a tab. Uh, we do a lot of education on Twitter and Instagram. So if you know any, you can follow yourself there. A lot of you are asking how to uh, stay in contact. And so any of our, these are all of our public links. If you know females or non-binary folks that would like to learn uh, next cohort, we'll be kicking it off in February. And um, the FAQ and curriculum links didn't work, but you can find that all on our website. And we also have a public Telegram channel where we just post announcements. So once a week, you'll get a recap of what we put in the newsletter. And you can find about like where we're going to be, what's going on, uh, cool programs we have. And if any of you are pretty crypto native, the last thing I will plug, I know we have to go, is we have a grants round open right now uh, for uh, female... Uh, founders in our community that um, that you can look and through and donate to. You have to have yeah. a wallet and you have to be know how the optimism network works and beyond Gitcoin. But what's cool is it's funded through uh, a platform called Gitcoin. We have a five thousand dollar matching pool, and that pool is allocated via quadratic voting. So it's not about contributing one hundred dollars to one grant. It's about uh, you know. I'm sorry, the allocation is done based on number of contributions to your grant, not the amount contributed. So even if you have like $10, you can place across 10 grants, that'll help those projects get um, funding from the matching pool, more so than someone coming in and spending a bunch of money on one grant. So uh, education, funding, all of that are ways awesome. that we support female founders. I but, love uh, it. And for those recap. who are doing the podcast, uh, the first link is probably the best one, tinyurl.com forward slash. Shefi, S-H-E-F-I, and then 1010. Thank you so much, Maggie, for sharing some of your wisdom. Thank you, everybody, for coming. Have yourselves an amazing holiday, if that is something that you are participating in today. Eat way too much food, and I hope you come back five pounds heavier next week. So have a good one. Unless, Isla, was there something else I supposed to We are looking for speakers. Oh. For a speakers. Yes. Yeah, so to... Bring them in. Yeah, if you have some interesting that has uh, it doesn't have to be crypto, can be alternative investments in general. We'd love to hear about them. Yeah, thanks so much. Awesome. Thank you, everybody, and thank you again, Maggie, for joining us here today. Thank you. Nice to meet everyone. Bye. 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 That's all, folks. Hope you learned something new. If you join us on Zoom every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central, you can also network with other fascinating alternative investors from all over the world in small groups of four or five. Learn more on our website at www.diffusefunds.com. Until next time.